podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, January 28th, 2023. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How you doing, Andy? I am. I'm good. Yeah, I'm all right. Good weekend. Um, yeah, decent. Decent overall. Back back to it for another week. Mm-hmm. And joining us for that other week um, to make his third guest appearance in a row, co-host Joey Slenzak. How you doing, Joey? Hey, guys. Yeah, doing okay. Um, I was hoping for a little bit better results on my picks this past weekend, but hey, that's, that's how it goes sometimes. And uh, all I can do is try to do better. So we'll go from there. Them's the I feel just story. yeah, I, yeah. I feel just now is the perfect time to mention. We've been doing this podcast for a number of years now, and obviously it started with John Watts left the podcast uh, to take got his UEFA B license to take a job in football. So obviously couldn't bet on the sport anymore. Um, still good friends, and what a result his team had last night in the Scottish Cup. So he's a, he's a coach at Darvel FC, and they beat Aberdeen. 1-0 and knocked them out of the cup and it was absolutely tremendous it's probably the greatest upset in Scottish Cup history yeah it was incredible I mean it's the I feel slightly shafted getting Darvel at 11-1 to when I've seen people like getting them at 20s and stuff I feel like I backed a horse too close to the race but incredible like and to, to go out and basically they played them off the pitch like, yeah they were brilliant even, it wasn't even as if there was a bit backs to the wall at the end, but any team up one nil would be. But oh. absolutely incredible! They play in the West of Scotland League Premier Division, which is the sixth tier of Scottish football, and they've just knocked out one of the most successful Scottish teams of all time, Premier League club. Absolutely wonderful! Well done, John. Um, Gary, can you edit in some sort of huge round of applause special effect here, please? Because it's definitely worthy of it. <laughs> so it was, it cracking. Was all- it was also great to see John on TV uh, the whole oh. time, just celebrating, congratulating people. Uh, and pre-game as well, he was just in the background of the team talk. So uh, I know a couple of boys in the in the group also got on Darville as well. Just, I'm, I'm assuming as soon as they seen John's cooking in the background. So well done, John. Tremendous stuff. Back to business then for us. And let's recap uh, how we got on with last week's picks. As usual, the Bankers Values, Outsiders and the Charity Picks. Uh, nice, easy recap of my banker, which was Eupen versus Genk in the Belgian Jupiter League. This was void. It was uh, cancelled, postponed due to inclement weather. The pitch was basically covered in snow. Uh, there was no chance that game was going to go ahead. Um, they, they sent a little tweet out with a picture of it. Uh, you know, there'll be a pitch inspection later. It's like, yeah, there's no, no point of that. <laughs> Absolute winter wonderland. So I'll take a void because that's all right. It just, you know, no wins, no losses. Rolls over to you two. In non-runner. I can't believe you managed to find that in a game of football. Anyway, for people who know how to pick bankers that will be cancelled by a bit of snow, uh, I had uh, Napoli, uh, unsurprisingly, at the moment, all over Napoli. Uh, Napoli versus Salernitana. They won this game 2-0. Um, did take a bit longer to score, but yeah, they, they just do not look like relenting at all um, at the moment in the, the Sierra A. Uh, tonight, they they can go 10 points clear if, if Lazio do something against AC Milan. Juventus have been docked 15 points by the Italian 
Sports Authority and other teams have just been losing games. Inter lost last night to, um, I think it was Verona, someone else. Empoli. Empoli. Sorry, Empoli. They lost after Skriniar gets sent off. If, you're an, if you were an Napoli fan at the moment, things could not be going better for you. So, uh, yeah, Napoli came in 2-5, to five, uh, kicked off that as well. You'll start to see them shrink in price throughout the season now. You will, you, you will be, later on, you'll be getting that 1-5 or 1-4. to <laughs> um, So, Joey, sure. that led us on to, with one, one didn't go, one did. What happened? Yeah, yeah, I had Besiktas both teams to score. Um, could have got that at 3-5. to five. And game finished 2-0 to Besiktas. And Kayserispor really had some good chances in the first half and at least one or two in the second half. Um, unfortunately, we just weren't able to really connect on those chances. There was actually a sick uh, bicycle kick by Miguel Cardoso in the first half for uh, Kayserispor that literally just missed the uh, the near side post, which obviously it's a bit speculative, but what that would have been if that had gone in for both the score. Yeah, uh, unlucky, Joey, man. It, it, it... Yeah, just uh, occasionally, as I said at the start, and I'll be saying throughout some of these picks, them's the breaks sometimes. You don't, you just like, just just didn't happen. One of each, know. one of each of the three possible outcomes. Very rare to hit for the cycle there. A win, a <laughs> void, and a loss. <laughs> Takes us on to the value picks. Um, I was a wee bit gutted at my value pick, which was Newcastle to beat Crystal Palace away at odds of 10 to 11. And um, they had a lot of pressure. They had a lot of the game. I thought they would win. They did not win. It ended a nil-nil draw. So not really too much to say there, apart from I still feel I was very much on the, the correct side of that bet with Newcastle around even money. Yeah, I mean, they, they could not convert. That was the slightly frustrating thing about the, the, the whole... I, I mean, I watched the game as well. Just all-out attack. But yeah... Um, other other podcast hosts may have different <laughs> they have different opinions about how that game went. Um, yeah, so onto my value: Canberra versus Sparta Rotterdam. You cannot ask for better than a value column than being three 0 up. Uh, this was Sparta Rotterdam had taken away. They're five to four. They're playing against an awful Canberra team that just cannot generate points at the moment. Um, Canberra played Groningen midweek. Groningen are the other worst team in the league so I'd be avoiding that game because that, that might be one they look like they could pick up some points during but yep 5-4 to four it kicked off at 3-0 win which led us on to Joey's value Joey what yeah so uh, for my value pick this was my only successful pick of the weekend um, and I had Fatih Karagamruk over 3.5 goals and you could get that at about 5-4 to four. price was kind of fluctuating a little bit and it was a toy toy affair but we got our smoke and a pancake in the 6th minute and then we didn't get our uh, cigar and a waffle until the 60th minute. But then Fabio Barini delivered us a pipe and a crepe in the 79th minute for his brace to go up 1-2. And then Ivan Cavaliero brought it all home with a bong and a blintz in the 83rd minute. And if you couldn't tell, I am gold member. I love goals! <laughs> and you were greeted well with reference. them there. Nice one. Absolutely loving it. Tremendous pick, Joey, as well. Um, on to the outsiders then, where we look for something <clears throat> at a much higher price. Mine was Nottingham Forest. They won for me the previous week, and I really liked them again here away at Bournemouth, at odds of 7-4. to four. Unfortunately, they couldn't get the win, but they did get a one-each draw. So again, 
I'm close and I feel like I was on the correct side of that bet. They were pushing for the winner at the end and just just couldn't get it. But they, they were a goal down with sort of 10 minutes to go and I rebacked them on the on the double chance. So that was a success for me, um, pulling, pulling one goal back. But unfortunately, no outsider this week. Andy wanted a goal, a win and got a draw. I wanted a draw and got a win. Uh, yeah, my only blemish <laughs> on the copybook this week was uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah, not the ideal way to start a game. You're trying to get to be a draw to be 3-0 down away. Um, <laughs> not a good way to, to, to kick it off. They did manage to claw it back to, to 3-2. Um, with two very late goals and we were looking at I know I personally let down a coupon that Joey had going uh, that had this this on it um, so a bit bit disappointed in there that they couldn't pull that third goal back for them but uh, yeah I don't even feel I get away with oh this was a bit of a close one because scrambling two goals to make a 3-2 loss rather than a 3-0 loss doesn't you know, they, they weren't getting a draw out of this game. Um, so, yeah, no no winner on the outsider for me, which, which breaks up a three-week streak for me. I think that's that was three yeah. outsiders on the trot. So, yes, n- nothing for me in the outsider column. Now on to the most frustrating yeah. game of the entire weekend, which I watched <laughs> in the Bet365 player for 65 minutes. Joey, oh, they got... Yeah, yeah. This was definitely a tough one. I, I really liked the town of Demir score to win and both teams to score. You could have gotten that around two to one. It was kind of fluctuating a bit again. Um, and we actually had a 13th minute penalty for Gerson Spore, followed by a red card for Gerson Spore in the 18th minute, which was essentially the perfect start on paper. Um, but unfortunately, Adana weren't able to find that equalizer until the 84th minute. And by that time, I mean, the game was just kind of on its last leg and you're asking quite a bit there. but. <laughs> why this is the most frustrating match of the weekend is because Adana Demirspor had 31 shot attempts, but only six of those were on target. So they, they battered them. They, they tried to break down that door, but unfortunately we just didn't get those breaks we needed. Yeah, man. I, so I watched this, as I said, I watched like from 30 minutes onwards in this game on the, in the bet three, six, five player, because it, it would pop up for us. And I did actually win money on the game by just backing the over 16 corners line when there was like four corners taken in the first thing because I was like, this game is going to, like, they're just going to keep going down the wing and they had a stupid amount of corners. They had like 20 corners during this game. But it, it was so frustrating because they hit the bar, they hit the post, like, constantly. The keeper pulled off some saves. The goal they scored was rubbish. And then they nearly scored. They, they, oh, they were so close for you, Joey. They, it could not start a better way as well. Team scores yeah. down to 10 men. You're like, right, this is sewn up. So, un- unfortunate. The worst part is I even had Riyad Bayic to score in my like same game parlay for that game. But Damn. unfortunately, they just couldn't get the job done for me. Yeah, we've been very, very good at the outsiders as well in recent weeks. So that was uh, that was a lot in the copy book but we'll be back at it again this week sure uh, on to the charity picks which are three pick one which was terrible only um on the treble and all proceeds that we get go to a charity my pick was the edinburgh derby hibs versus hearts on sunday and hearts to qualify they were the underdogs to qualify at 11 to 10 which was quite frankly ridiculous as they hibs, hibs played a lot better than they had done in the last Edinburgh Derby, which they lost 3-0, but they also lost this one 3-0 as well. 
Um, so very comfortable charity pick for me. No way comment. Uh, charity for me was Brescia versus Frozen Frozenone. Um, really happy with this. This was a 5-4 to four Frozenone win. He went 1-0 down to Brescia um, concerningly uh, but decided to just go out and win the game 3-1. Um, so, for the charity win, we were waiting on Mr. Slenzak. Yeah. I had Brighton yeah. win um, away to Leicester, and I, I had a feeling it was going to be a little bit cagier, but we got off to the perfect start we needed uh, with a 27th-minute Cairo Mitoma goal. Cairo Mitoma. Um, but then, yeah, Leicester just kind of battled back. They had a scrappy goal right before the half to uh, kind of keep things level, and then Harvey Barnes just kind of snuck away at the back post on the corner, uh, and how the defender did not get a piece of that ball before Harvey got it Sent it goalward is neither here nor there, but I'm baffled by that. And then luckily we got an 88th minute equalizer by Nick uh, Ferguson to kind of save our blushes a little bit. But at that point, I mean, it was, the game was just pretty far out of reach. But Brighton had the they dominated possession and shot attempts the entire match. Um, we just unfortunately weren't able to convert it. Story of the week. Unfortunate, no charity betting, two out of three. Um, it ain't bad, but it's still a loser. So we'll look to right the ship again this week. Although similarly to the Nottingham Forest game, Joey, I'd, I'd rebacked Brighton when they were a goal a goal behind with 10 minutes to go. And they got they got that equaliser. Um, so that was successful for me because I, I had that in a double. So the weekend was saved, um, but not, not our best and, and certainly some work to do. Uh, we'll be going to an ad break shortly uh, on the regular podcast, but listeners or viewers, I should say, because it's a video cast on Patreon, if you're a member of the Trample Bet Club, we'll get the middle section. Um, so you can sign up to the Trample Bet Club. It's www.patreon.com forward slash Trample Bet, or just download the Patreon app and have a search for Trampled Bet. £6 a month to be a member of the club. Uh, you get the video podcast as an early release all the picks from the podcast written down in a handy cheat sheet each week so you don't need to take notes or try and remember which picks you like. Uh, and also some extra content podcasts as well. And with the Cheltenham Festival coming up, um, that'll be there'll be a lot of activity around that at the beginning of March. Alrighty, we shall see you after the break. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, January 28th, 2023. As usual, a banger pick, a valid pick, an outsider pick from each of us, and then a charity pick from each of us will combine as a treble. £10 of our own money on that treble. All proceeds go to a charity of our choosing, which, is, if successful, we'll announce on next week's show. So I will kick us off with the banker bets, as per usual. Mine's quite late in the day. It's Sunday at 8pm UK time in the Belgian Jupiler Pro League, where I am sticking with backing Genk, who have just been absolutely fantastic. And they're playing at home to Sereng. And the home win here is 2-9, so just under 1-5. Uh, it's top of the league versus bottom of the league fixture, with also the top side having home advantage. So what's not to love? Genk have been brilliant this season, 55 points from 21 matches. Sereng are dead last with only 15 points from 22 matches. 
Unsurprisingly, Genk also have the best home game record in the league. They've taken 31 points from 11 home games. So that's 31 points from a possible 33. 10 wins and just the one draw is tremendous. I don't want to dwell too much on this game. It's just obvious banker material. Um, Genk. Nice one. I've taken you. So I, I, that Genk pick I, I, I love. Uh, and and you, pissed, you posted your picks first this week. Um, so... Uh, I would have selected that as my, uh, not as my banker in there, but certainly going, going around, it might have went first half goal or something like that. Cause they, I was say, the only fun thing I'll add in there is uh first half goal is actually one to three. But. Yeah, yeah. Those boys love a first half goal. So imagine take you, uh, take me if you will to the beautiful banker locations I've been taking you to recently. We've had Naples. We've been Salernitana. We were in Elche a couple of weeks ago. Some beautiful. Now imagine these, Fantastic locations contrasted with this weekend. We're in Clyde. Uh, so yeah, th- <laughs> this game is Clyde Dunfermline, which has a lot of the characteristics that Andy just described uh, for, for in Genk, in the Genk-Seren game. Dunfermline are top of the league. 45 points from 20 games. Cruising versus a Clyde team who are awful. Uh, they have played 22 games. They have taken 10 points. They are one point behind uh, the Peterhead, who are in the kind of playoff places, um, but everyone else in this league can play football, and Peterhead and Clyde can't at the moment. You know, in eighth place is twenty six points. That gives you an idea that in a ten team league, the difference between the bottom three is ten points, eleven points, twenty six points. So there's a real gulf in class here. Dunfermline are the best away team in the league. Clyde are the worst home team in the league, taking six points from their eleven home games. Um, look at form. Dunfermline have taken 13 points from the last five. Clyde have taken one from their last five. Why you are getting Dunfermline at four to nine or six to eleven is beyond me. Truly. Yeah. I I I don't get it. So um yeah, it's they just they're a better team at the moment. They're destined to be in the championship. Uh Clyde are destined to be in League Two. And these teams won't be beating for another couple of years after this year. And Clyde, Clyde you, you you correctly pointed out, are terrible at home. And one of the reasons for that is North Lanarkshire Council refused to extend their lease for Broadwood Stadium. They've been ground sharing with Hamilton. Yes. So they're actually, they're actually playing their home games in Douglas Park and not doing very well there. So, yeah, it's a good pick, Gordo. I like it. Yeah. So, fantastic. That's two, two strong ones. Joey, where are we at banker-wise? Interesting. Yeah. No, I'll, uh, I think this will be my first pick in France in a while, if not ever, but I'll be in the league Un, and I like Strasbourg versus Toulouse. And I like both teams to score at three to four, uh, not three to four, 1.67. Just trying to do my quick fractions there. That's four, to six. Next, four, four to six, four to six, six. <laughs> not two I to three, four to six. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, so that one's at 2 PM on Saturday. And Strasbourg sit just outside the relegation spots, but that's purely to their ability to score goals. With 16th, 17th, and 18th spot all level on 15 points, and they've all conceded 34 goals. But Strasbourg has managed to score five more goals than Brest in 17th, so they're safe for now. Whereas Toulouse, the actually interesting part here is they've also conceded 34 goals in 19 matches, but they've also scored 29 goals, five more than Strasbourg. Which, rest, which translates to eight more points and four spots higher in the table. doesn't necessarily affect how this game is going to play out, but I thought that was a fun fact. Um, 
Toulouse have a regular, relatively similar goal output away from home, um, averaging about 1.6 at home and then 1.4-ish at away from home. But they're conceding 2.1 goals away from home versus 1.5 at home. And Strasbourg has seen both teams to score in eight straight eight straight league matches and eight of ten at home in the league, while Toulouse have seen both teams to score in seven of their last ten league matches and seven of their last nine away league matches in all counts. So I think both teams are shipping goals and both are kind of hopefully scoring. So hopefully we get some goals here. Blue beans. Excellent. Combining the three banker picks, so that's wins for Genk and Infermlin. And both teams to score in the Strasbourg versus Toulouse game works out at a banker treble of 1.94 to 1. And that's just using Bet365's odds right now. So around 2 to 1 for the banker treble, which is pretty tasty. On to the value picks then. I'm going for a reasonably outlandish, probably not the word, ambitious maybe, um, a higher odds pick than the general even money we tend to fluctuate around for my value pick and it's Saturday at 2.30pm UK time in the German Bundesliga for the Berlin Derby Hertha versus Union and I'm really drawn to the big price available in Union here they're currently 11-8 to eight. Um, and although it's a Derby match I think there's plenty su- to suggest that Union can emerge the winners on the day they're third in the league, which is which is joint second, so they're, they're they're third by virtue of goal difference, and they've got thirty points from sixteen games. Whereas Hertha are way back in seventeenth, which is second last in the table, and they've only managed fourteen points from their sixteen games. Form wise, Union have managed seven points over the last five matches. Hertha have only managed three, but it's the recent head to head record that really favours Union. The last five meetings of the teams being four Union wins and one draw. Um, the four wins being the four most recent meetings, and two of those came away from home. So they can definitely win when they're when they're the away side against Hertha. Also, three of those games Union won by at least a two-goal margin. There were two two two-goal margins and a a, a 4-1 in there, a three-goal margin as well. So they've been battering them a wee bit lately too. And I just really like the big price on offer here. So you can get Union Berlin to beat Hertha at odds of 11-8. to That is a big price. It's a big price. It is, yeah. I think a good pick in there. Um, I will take us to a much more traditional value price. Uh, Mine is 12-11. to And I take you to La Liga 2. This is on... Saturday at 5.30pm and it is Ibar versus Laganish and I like the home win for Ibar um, at 12 to 11. So they're 12 to 11 at pretty much every bookie. There's no there's no finding a better price around this one. So um, for any of you who watched Ibar when they were in the La Liga a couple of years ago, um, they tend to win their games at home and that, that's what's getting them just now. And in the Spanish second division, that's what they're doing at the moment. So they play 24 games, they're top of the league with 46 points and they play against a Leganas team who are doing the same thing. So they're winning all their games at home and then hoping they can get stuff away. So Ibar here are the home team. Um, they've taken 30 points from their 12 games at home. They play against a Leganes team who are 16th in the overall uh, away form table, having taken nine points from their 11 matches. So Leganes are, are up there with them when it comes to home form. They're just not very good away. Um, Ibar in here, 
They had two good wins over the last two weeks, uh, beating Ponferradina and Malaga. They also beat um, UD Ibiza as well in there. Um, interestingly, so um, they, they so they played against Ibiza in the league and they played against Ibiza in the cup, but not UD Ibiza. They played against like Ibiza de la Ibiza Elas Pituitas and lost one nil. They played a half team and lost at thirteen to two. But imagine playing both Ibiza. It's like playing against. It's like yep, uh, he's playing against Dundee United and the University of Dundee's under fifteens in one week and losing to the worst <laughs> team. Um, so yeah, you could have you could have said Dundee. Could have just said Dundee in there, but I think that would be similar comparison. Dis- eh? Disingenuous to them. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I really like Ibar at home here. They've won the last four on the spin uh, when it comes to playing at home. Uh, Leganish's away form has been a few draws and some losses in there too. Uh, the only team of note that they've beaten recently is bottom of the league, UD Ibiza. <laughs> um, so I really like Ibar at home here. I went around that a bit much there, to be honest. They're 12 to 11. I really fancy them. Joey, what do you have value-wise? Yeah, so for my value pick, I'm going to pick the... Latest game of the game week. Um, and it'll be Derby County against West Ham on Monday at 7.45 p.m. And I like Derby County to either win or draw. And you can get that just over evens at 2.15-ish. And looking at this, it's a bit of a mismatch on paper. Um, but the respective form of these teams can't be ignored. Uh, Derby have dropped all the way down to League One. But they're firmly in the promotion race, and they could actually clinch the final automatic promotion spot if uh, Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich slip up. Those are the only two teams uh, ahead of them, and I think they're separated by eight points, six points, less than eight points. Um, While West Ham sit just outside the relegation spots, and they actually have a brutal run of fixtures after this, where they're traveling away to Newcastle, home to Chelsea, and then away to Spurs with another um, away fixture against Brighton for the fifth game after this. Um, so I could definitely see them definitely keeping that in the back of their mind. And yes, West Ham have picked up their first league win in six matches last time out against Everton, but they've only won twice in their last eight competitive matches. And while Derby, Derby have been on a tear winning five matches on the spin, they haven't lost in regulation in 18 straight matches in all competitions. And that includes holding Liverpool to a nil-nil draw at Anfield in the EFL Cup earlier in the season. West Ham should win this on paper, but four to six away from home, that seems a little too short for me. And the interesting fact that I have here is Derby have only actually trailed for 15 of their last 1,350 minutes of football, which if you do your quick maths, that uh, translate to only trailing for 21 minutes in their last 15 matches in all competitions. And they've kept six clean sheets in the last seven home matches. I am not suggesting by any means that they will keep a clean sheet in this, but based on West Ham's form, I mean, they only beat Brentford one nil in the EFL cup, the last round. Granted, Brentford's a lot more different challenge, but this Derby team is just in sensational form. And I could see them at least scraping a draw. If not, going for a win and hey that's that's pretty spicy i think they were four to one something like that i, I think it's definitely worth a punt even on the draw no bet nice one. yeah why if darvel can beat aberdeen darby can beat west ham absolutely, absolutely. so <clears throat> the value picks a win for union berlin a win for ibar 
and Derby on the double chance. So Derby or draw against West Ham. Works out just now at 9.13 to 1, if you fancy uh, backing each of the value picks together. On to the outsiders then, and we have been very good at these of late, although didn't get any in last weekend. So let's try and right the ship here. My outsider is in the Belgian Jupiler Pro League. Um, so a lot of my picks are in Belgium this this weekend, three of the four. And I really like Kortrick at home uh, against Ustenda. And they are currently priced at evens, just the home win. Okay, I, I can hear you all say that's not an outsider, an even money home team. But looking a little deeper, I think there's added value in bolting on both both teams to score in the game too to take us to outsider odds of 13 to 5. So Kortrick and Ustender, they're not separated by much in the table. Ustender are second last. They're in 17th place with 17 points from 22 matches. Whereas Kortrick are 14th with 21 points from their 22 games. Form-wise though, Kortrick have been a lot better of late. They've taken nine points from the last five matches compared to Ustenda's zero. And, and zero is as bad as you can do um, in, in, in the form guide. <laughs> so nothing to show from their last five games apart from a, a row of losses. Head-to-head, Kortrick have won the last three meetings of the teams. And they've, for some reason, all been at Kortrick's home ground. So they've been the home side for the last three meetings and the home side again here. Um, but they're all, they've won all three. I expect them to win this and make it four of four. Um, in other matches, Kortrick have seen both teams to score five of their last six games and Ustenda just concede a hell of a lot of goals. So I can see Kortrick not being too concerned if they let a goal in um, because they'll know they can still win the game 2-3-1 or, or whatever. So my outsider pick at odds of 13-5 to five is KV, Kortrick and yes in the team to win in both teams to score market. Just just feels like a pick that Joey would bring to the podcast. Like in, Oh, in, I'm in, loving in, it. In essence. It really does, doesn't it? I'm channeling Joey's mindset. The dark side. That's it. He'll be he'll be getting team totals on soon, mate. Don't worry about it. Um so yeah, my outsider this week uh is my only Sunday game. So this is Sunday at half past five. Um it's Celta Vigo versus Atletico Bilbao and a game that I fancy, uh, I'm getting a thumbs down from Andy because he's not a big Celta Vigo fan. You can put your shirt on. Um, uh, I fancy this game as a draw. Um, so uh, let me tell you why. So Celta Vigo have drawn both their games since coming back from the winter break against Sevilla and Villarreal. They've played both of their games. Um, they, they've played both of their home games uh, against pretty good opposition, although Sevilla have been a bit ropey this season. Um Athletic Bilbao had a good start to the season, but have kind of fell off the boil a bit. They're now down into eighth place um, on 26 points. Celta Vigo are in 17th on 17 points. That gives you an idea of there's not really that much between being a promotion challenger at the moment and uh, being around the relegation zone, unless you're Elche, who've got six points. Um, so uh, these games are not generally decided by a lot of goals. Um if you look at when Celta Vigo play at Athletic Bilbao at home, two of the last five have been draws. Um, the games that haven't been draws have been 1-0. So when 0-1, 1-0 in there, the games that don't tend towards a lot of goals. Um, Vigo will be really happy with drawing this game. Um, they they tend to be, you'd be as well betting on bookings in their games if you if you want something that adds up a lot. They don't score many goals, but they don't also concede many. Um, even in their pre their, their uh mid-season friendlies, I was going to say pre-season, and their mid-season friendlies, they tend to draw a lot of them as well. Um, Bilbao uh, away have been a kind of mixed bag in there. Um, 
they lost uh, on their first game back against Real Sociedad 3-1 in there and then won a cup game against a, a team that's probably in that same league as the other Ibiza, the RFEF 14, where the Spanish leagues are. They beat, they beat El Dense 6-1 in there. Um, a game that I think will trend with not a lot of goals in here. Um, their current form for both teams sees them uh, five points from six points from five games and five points from five games. They've both been kind of middling at the moment and I could see this game ended up in a draw. The bookies also think this game's going to be a draw because the home team are 19 to 10, the away team are uh, 13 to 8, 17 to 11 and the draw is 2 to 1. <laughs> so there's really not much separate this whole game and I think it will be a draw. I even looked at pricing a 1-1 correct score draw, 5-1. to one. So not even that good a price to, to be getting on <laughs> anything in there. So yeah, straight up the draw, 2-1, to one, only Sunday game for me. Joey, what you got? Yeah, so for my outsider, I'm uh, back in Turkey. And this time I will be in Antalya for Antalya Spore versus Umrania Spore. And that's at 4 p.m. on Saturday. And I like a draw at 3.6. And so looking at the table, Umrania sit bottom on 14 points, but Antalya Spore are only four points ahead, and they're actually level with Siva Spore, just outside the last relegation spot. Um, and if you even look closer at these teams, they're really not that far apart if you look at the scoring, in which Antalya, score, Antalya Spore has scored 23 goals and conceded 31, whereas Umrania have scored 22 and conceded 34. So aside from the four points, there's really not that much separating these sides. And Umrania actually have better form away from home. Um, they've picked up nine of their 14 points away from home. And as we'd expect, Antalya are better at home. But they're really struggling of late. They've only scored once in their last 11 overall. And have failed to score in four of their last seven. And so the kicker for me has to be the injuries and suspensions with their leading goal scorer and my guy Haji Wright currently injured and their next, not, he's not their next leading scorer, but between the two of these guys, Haji Wright and Luis Adriano, those two have accounted for five of Antalya's last eight goals or five of all five of Antalya scores goals across their last eight matches. Um, Adriano's going to be suspended for this match. He got a red card in the last one. Um, and so on paper, you're just losing so much of that goal output for a team that's already struggling. And yes, I get it. They'll still have Freddie and Nakajima in attack. Um, so I understand it being a little bit shorter of even money. Um, but this team is just struggling for form at the moment. And Imrania have actually only lost three times in regulation in their last 12 overall. And I've only lost three times in the last 10 away matches this season. Um, ultimately, I don't see why Antalya Spore should be 1.8 favorites. And it looks like based on the flash score kind of arrows that it's kind of trending downwards. And I don't know. I think Umrania shouldn't lose this match. I think they, I don't know if they'll necessarily have enough to go out and win the full match, but I think they'll at least have enough to scrape away a point. And the only two times these sides have played, um, the last one was earlier in the season in the reverse fixture, where Antalya Spore won 1-0 away at Umrania. But then the only other time that they've played at Antalya, it's been a 1-1 draw. Um, there's not a whole lot in terms of form for draws for either of these sides, but 
based on the way that Antalya have been playing, especially at home and losing those key goal outputs, um, Haji Wright's literally scored 10 of their 23 competitive goals in the Super League this season. So, I mean, him being out has really shown that they're really struggling to kind of account for that. So I think this should be a good spot where Imrania should be at least to come away with a point. I think it's a good, a good pick in there, Joey. I, I admire a man who can take a draw for a team that are rock bottom of the league, but their they're, uh, they're Fenerbahce, I mean, their performance against Fenerbahce was, was pretty decent the other night as well. They, they, they only ended up scraping that. Well, they, they, they lost the game, but they ended up going down at 10 men and various different bits. So, And they actually had a goal chopped off in the uh, 92nd minute or something like that to draw a level 2-2. Oh, wow. Um, so. so that's it. Well, good, man. I like it. Love, love a draw in there. A couple of draws in the outside. Yep. A couple, couple of draws. A couple of draws, which is which is great. Um, and, a, and a win in both teams to score as well. So, Kortrick and yes... A draw between Celta Vigo and Athletic Bilbao and a draw between Antalya Sport and Imrania Sport. We're at 37.88 to 1 as a treble. I'll be taking that as a trick, say, though. So I just need 2 out of 3 to get a decent bit of profit. And we've been very good at hitting um, 2 out of 3 outsiders. So hopefully that rolls on this week. One last bit of business, gentlemen. The charity bet. The charity treble. Now, Gordon, you and me both got the charity our charity picks in at weekend. So I believe it switches back to me. Um, it does, though... which seems, seems slightly unfair on you. <laughs> it does seem slightly unfair because I think well, mine's quite a good odd it. shot as well. Oh. But, you know, that's fine. Uh, it's a pleasure to to hopefully win some money for charity. And I'm kicking us off nice and early. Friday at 7.45pm UK time for the Belgian Jupiler Pro League match between Standard Liège and Upin. And the win here for Liège is 4-6. to six. So it's 6th place Liège, 15th place Upin. Liège have 34 points from 22 games. Upin have 20 points from 21 games. The clubs have met six times since the turn of the decade. Um, since 2020, so you know I'm, I'm quite old. So when I when I hear turn of the decade, I might have thought like 2010. No, no, no. Since since 2020, they've met six times. Liège have won four of them. There's been a draw, and Upin have just the one win. And that one Upin win came when they were the home team. Obviously, they are the away team um, in this particular fixture. Liège a bit of a slow patch recently, but a home game against Upin should be the perfect spot for them to bounce back. And I fully expect them to take advantage of it. So the home win for Standard Liège is four to six. Nice one. I was absolutely certain that my charity pick this week would have been selected by you, so much so that I, I left it out, out of mind until I went back in. I was like, oh shit, he's not. Like, I, I went back through. I was just going to talk about it in the midsection. But yeah, I was certain you would have picked this. This is Saturday. Because uh, you're, ba- you're, ba- you're backing against the team here, aren't you? As opposed to yeah, yeah. Backing, backing, backing for a team. Yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, this is um, Bremen versus Wolfsburg. And I like Wolfsburg yeah. away. Uh, and as Joey would say, this game is a true pick'em according to the bookies right there. It's eight to five, twelve to five, eight to five. The odds on this, um, I like the away eight to five with Wolfsburg there. What a different set of fortunes that these teams had in their first game back. Yeah, Bremen got pumped by Cologne seven one. They they came back and they were five one down at half time. They were five nil down thirty six minutes into the game. Um. Yeah, they, they lost this game 7-1. The final goal coming 
with an insulting uh, own goal from the from the team from Bremen as well. Uh, contrast that with Wolfsburg, who beat Freiburg six 0 in their first game back, taking the 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 lead in an early one minute <laughs> to the game, um, with Wimmer scoring there, and they were three 0 up at half time again as well. I mean, contrasting fortunes there. But if you look overall, Wolfsburg over the last five games have been the best team in the league. Uh, the home, the form table for them goes five, 15 points from five games, 17 goals scored and a singular goal conceded. So they've been really, really good. Freiburg have been all right, uh, taking nine points from their five games. But considering they've scored nine and conceded 10, uh, seven of them were one game and they were last week. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I just think that... Uh, Wolfsburg are going to high here. Bremen are going to have to come out firing, you know, because getting absolutely a, a, a kick in like that sh- should be doing something to them here. But um, yeah, I just think Wolfsburg are, are look on rocket and form here. Um, they love they, if you if you could ask Wolfsburg who they fancied playing uh, this week, it would definitely be the team that conceded five goals in thirty six minutes. So uh, yeah, I'm going to take Wolfsburg away here. As I've said, they're eight to five. Um, well, it's a great price. Yeah. Um, the only eight to five or seventeen, eleven, various different bookies, but yeah, I mean, give me a team that scored six. Uh, it's the team that conceded seven, and I'll be all over it. So, Joey, how do you round out the podcast for us this week? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, I'll be back in Turkey for my final pick, and just like my Kagam Rook pick last week, this is probably my one, my most flexible shout for the weekend. Um, where I could have tried to squeeze it in my banker. I could have tried to put it in the value. Um, but ultimately, I think the best way to put it in is in the charity slot. And I like Besiktas to win the halftime full-time line um, against Alanyaspor. Not Antaliaspor, like my last pick. Alanyaspor. Just make sure everyone at home's keeping track. Um, and you can get that at 2.35-ish. And that matches on Friday at 5 p.m. And so Besiktas sit fourth in the league, and they have the second best record when looking at the five-game form table, picking up four wins and a draw, scoring eight goals and only conceding three, while Alanyaspor have only picked up two wins and a draw, scoring 13 goals, conceding nine. And they sit ninth in the league. And so just like last week with uh, Besiktas, the home and away splits are going to be absolutely crucial here. With Besiktas conceding the third fewest goals, and scoring the fourth most goals for the sixth best home record in the league, picking up 20 points in nine matches, in 19 matches. Eh, could have been nine matches. While Alanya Spore have the worst away record, conceding the joint most goals away from home, only picking up six points in nine away matches. Yeah, that was definitely nine home matches. Um, <laughs> I could have thrown Besiktas in uh, just to win straight up at 1.55-ish. But I feel like the best way to tackle this one is going to be targeting the first half. And so Besiktas have scored the most first half goals of any club in the in the league, scoring 23 of their 34 goals before the halftime whistle. While Alanyaspor have only scored 11 of their 32 goals in the first half. But the kicker for me is when these sides are conceding their goals. And Alanyaspor have conceded 15 of their 34 goals in the first half for the fourth worst defensive record in the first half in the league while Besiktas has conceded the third fewest goals in the first half in the league with only seven of their 21 goals being conceded before the halftime whistle. Besiktas 
The Shiktas have won the first half in four of their last six league matches and have scored in the first half at least in eight of their last 11 home matches. While Alanyaspor have conceded a first half goal in six of their last nine overall, and they've lost the first half in seven of their last away matches. The big kicker here, the big kind of concern with Besiktas would be missing Nathan Redman, Terry Rogier, and Roman Saiz, two suspensions, all yellow cards, and then uh, Rogier got a red card. But they still have Vincent Abubakar, Georges and Kevin Kudu, Georges, Kevin, and Kudu, and Dele Alley as well, Tim and Few. Although they currently don't like Dele Alley that much, but they're not, they're not, it's not the hero Dele, there. Dele Alley fans at the moment. Yeah. Um, but looking at that, Alanya Sport really aren't, they're, they're not a bad team by any means. They, they have plenty of attacking firepower. And so I was actually looking at this potentially as over one and a half first half goals um, at about the same price, just a little bit less in the event that Alanya Spore might have equalized 1-1 kind of thing. Because so I fully expect Besiktas to score in the first half. But just looking at how Alanya Spore have really been handling their away matches, I've, I I feel like this should be a comfortable, comfortable win for Besiktas. And based on how they like to attack the first half in these matches, it, this could be over pretty quick. This I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was 2-0 at halftime, at least, kind of thing. Um, could be 2-1, but I, I could definitely see Besiktas scoring two goals themselves in the first half to secure that first half win and then just kind of cruising it out in the second half. And I think 2.35 is a great value for that. Yeah. I yeah, it's a big price, man. Joey. And a, ver- a very good and comprehensive write-up there. Uh, makes complete sense. So the charity treble will be wins for Standard Liège and Wolfsburg, and then Besiktas, Besiktas in the halftime, full-time market in the Besiktas versus Alanya Spore game. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening once again. Do remember, we do have a very active Facebook group. Come along, join the conversation, get involved with the chat. Uh, free to join, just search Trampled Bit Podcast on Facebook and... Um, Ask to join the group and we shall let you in. Uh, thanks to everyone who's already involved in the Facebook group and contributes to such an active community. Um, Alanya Sport and Talia Sport. Joey, if only there was some sort of cheat sheet where the picks were written down for people to people to be able to remember what the picks were. It exists and it's on Patreon. So you can become a member of the Trample Bet Club for £6 a month, give something back to the show and also get a little back yourself, including that cheat sheet with all of this week's picks written down in a handy JPEG format. Gordo, Joey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. And I look forward to speaking to you next week after I've seen the Quick Boys dish out an absolute hammering um, at home to Hardenburg on Saturday. A great weekend, everyone. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.